Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. talk to him for a moment and say, Lord, I come before you this moment to just hear from you and to just be in your presence and to just have a different day. And that's why I'm here this morning. And as we sing, we believe that he's present with us and he's in our midst.
Father, we're grateful. Ask that we will be in your presence today. A tangible presence. Not one that we imagine, but one that we feel really and truly. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church this morning? I said, are you glad to be in church this morning? Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now, just before I, um, I get deep into the preaching, I want to make two announcements. The first one, tomorrow there's going to be a retreat right here. Amen. Monday and Tuesday. And try to be here. Tell your neighbor for once. Make a spiritual decision, man. Eh? Uh-huh. Some of you, your every decision is for the flesh. But today, they make a decision for, towards your spirit. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Yeah, we're going to use the two days to just feed our spirit in another way. So you want to be here. You want to discover what is a root camp. What is it all about? You have a lot of questions. Just be here tomorrow. 6 a.m. is our starting time. Amen. All right. And then the second announcement, I'm going to need you to bring it up at the end of the service. But as you know, we are in a state of bereavement. We're, we're just mourning with our father. This Tuesday, um, we'll have a funeral service in, at Mampong for his son. And then the funeral itself will come off in the U.S. on Saturday. As is the tradition in our nation, when somebody is bereaved, we take what? Donations. Are you there? And until you lose somebody, you will not understand what it means. Yes. It's not even so much the amount. It's the fact that you've been thought of. It's the fact that you've been remembered at the time when you are grieving. So today, we will take one offering for him. Are you there? That's your donation if you have it. Now, if you do not have it, um, for those of you who will turn up on Tuesday, uh, Monday and Tuesday, feel free to bring it in an envelope. Only mark it funeral donation so that we don't think it's your tithe. Uh, I, are you with me? Yeah. And then for those of you who you can only see the inside of a church once in a week, otherwise you collapse, you can bring it next week, Sunday. Are you here? Oh, are you in the church? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're going to be at that funeral. We would actually have liked to just present it all there, you know, but we're making provision so that you can do something. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's Mateso. Yeah. I have buried three very close family members before. And some, I mean, I, I, it, it mattered. It mattered. Not even so much the amount, but the fact that this person remembered. I was very shocked last year. I lost my sister. And all of a sudden, her classmates just sent it. I mean, I was shocked. Another group that she had belonged to about 20 years before. Yeah, they contacted themselves. Said, look, one of us, it, it meant something. Oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. It's like, Charlie, they have thought of her. They've thought of you. Amen. So let's just do our best. We cannot go to US of A. If you had gone, you wouldn't have come back to. You, <laughs> you would have gone as if you are going to mourn, as if you are going to a funeral. Before we are aware, you are missing in action. You are missing in action. Otherwise, we would have sent some two representatives from uh, our present service and they but I cannot trust. Tell your neighbor, I see you, mommy, talking about. I cannot trust. I don't trust that you'll be back. <laughs> but we want our father to feel that we have thought of him. 
Are you there? If you think about somebody, you see, there are very few preachers eh, whose congregation can say that every Sunday there is a meaningful blessing. There are very few who can say it. Whether rain or shine, every Sunday there's a meaningful blessing. Tuesday, meaningful blessing. Friday, meaningful blessing. In the middle of his bereavement, he's looking for somebody's salvation, somebody's ability to walk, somebody's ability to see again. Oh, he's always there for us. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? He's always there for us. So, that's one of the few times that we can also say, we are there for you. We are there for you. We cannot go to the thing, but we are there for you. We are mourning with you. As you are feeling it, we are also feeling it for you. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So please don't try and get away from your one city, I beg you. Ah. Ah, say, ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going back to continue talking about fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. I don't know about you, but I'm liking the topic. Yeah. I'm liking the topic. You see, our God, he does, the Bible says he doesn't see things how we see them. And he is focused on multiplication. I mean, you create some two human beings, then you put them inside the world, then you tell them that this world, fill it. Be fruitful and multiply. Are you there? So he has a way of seeing things that is so interesting. And if we can see it like he sees it, we will also be fruitful. You must understand that's why you are here. Otherwise, what's your use? If you are a Christian, you are not ready to be fruitful, I suggest you just go home today. Because that's the only reason why we are here. Everything else we do on earth is better in heaven. It's only the fruitfulness, which means that we are reaching out to somebody else. That's the only reason why we are here. And it's also the only thing we cannot do in heaven. All the singing that we are singing is better in heaven. Word that we are preaching is better in heaven. Breakfast, I'm sure, is better in heaven. Lunch, I'm sure, is better in heaven. Oh, come on now. I'm very sure when I stand in my house in heaven and I look out, I will not be seeing Bola and, and a road that is not... No, 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 no. Everything is better. So if you won't be fruitful, please leave now. When you go to sleep, I tell the Lord, Lord, I want to wake up in heaven. But most of us, we still want to be here, so you might as well be useful. Amen. Amen. And begin to be fruitful. Some of you, the only fruit that you bear is that on of the chair that you sit on. So if the temperature is at room temperature, around 26 degrees, then you put your balm on it, then you warm it, uh, then after some time, it's from 36, 37 degrees. And no quad, that's all. That's all the fruit that you bear. Ask everybody to have. What is that? What is that? What's that? We are changing. We are becoming proper. Hallelujah. And you see the Lord throughout scripture. You see him focused on this multiplication. You see him after he destroyed the world the first time, then he tells Noah and son, same thing. Go and be fruitful. Yeah. Multiply. He says it all the time. When Jesus was about to leave, go into all the world. Are you there? Yeah. Go and do what? Make disciples. Change people. Are you there? multiply what you are doing. Don't let it be that as Jesus is going and then there are 12 apostles and some 100 disciples and that's it. No. But that's how we heard the gospel. Otherwise, we would never have heard it. Thank God he didn't bring it first to Africa. It would have remained there. Nobody again will hear. Yeah. 
we don't share our things. We just sit and complain. That's why there are so many of us who have gone to, into Europe and other places, but we've done nothing as far as the gospel is concerned. We just gather ourselves in our own gatherings, our own groupings, and then we have our own church service. You enter the church, everybody there is a Ghanaian, everybody is a West African, and that's it. We have had zero impact on the places where we have been. That's why as a church we are forcing. Because when we say that we have a church in, in Philip, Philip, uh, Philippines, it's Filipinos who are there, not Ghanaians, that we have gathered. It's the people of the land. Are you here? Or you have traveled somewhere? You'll see some few Ghanaians. My son's church in Madagascar is made up of Madagascans. Yeah. Very different from us. Yeah. It's my younger son who they think is Madagascar. But my elder son, you cannot make such a mistake. He's so dark. Darker. <laughs> he's so dark. So you see that he's there, dark like that. Then his wife, ah, maybe she can pass. His children, but the rest of the church, they are Madagascar. We have to move and go out. Amen. And be what? Fruitful. Fruitful. When Bishop Saki was a student, Bishop Saki, by the way, some of you don't know him. He's um, Bishop Dark's first assistant. You may not see him now because he's multiplying the church in Ibadan, so he's no longer in Accra. Yeah, yeah. You should say something. should say something to you at that age. Yeah. But when he was a student, he was in Sabah Hall, I believe it was. No, Sabah Hall. I've forgotten one of the halls in Lagos. Every room he preached in it. Every single room. Knock on the door. Share the gospel. You can make your face like uh, uh, what? He doesn't mind. He has preached. Yeah, that's a fruitful person. When our father was in the medical school, it was full of unbelievers using their work and their school not to serve God. And every morning he would stand on the Legon bus from Legon to Kolebu preaching, preaching, preaching. By the time they moved to Kolebu, everybody was a Christian. Everybody has given their life to Christ. You, where is your fruit? You have been sitting in the classroom every day. When they are joking, cracking stupid jokes, you are part of the stupid jokes. When they are looking at porno, you are part of the porn. When they are cracking loose jokes, you are inside Sam. I don't know who I'm describing today, but you are here in the church, and I'm talking about you. Christian girl, all you know how to do is to wear short clothing, bum shorts, go and sit in the hall and tempt the guys who are walking around, wiggle your way. That's all you know. That's all you know. And you cannot preach the gospel, because when you have finished showing half your breast, you don't know what they They won't even take you seriously. Hmm. Hey! Some of you, you say, I came to learn. So me, dear, all I'm going to do is to learn. I'm going to learn 24-7. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I mean, that's all I know. Oh, let me tell you, I complete illiterate. If the only thing that you are going to do when you come to the school, you are going to put your nostrils in the That's all you are going to do. What a narrow life. What a narrow life. The Bible says that the Lord hates a false balance. I've come and done this in my books. I'm going for it here today. Here today. I won't experience anything else. Narrow, short-minded. That's why you come and enter into government and pass the kind of rules that we have. Because you don't even know what is outside your door. Oh, it is true. You see, they are very quiet watching me. 
if you like go and look at even the laws governing land use in Ghana, you see that the people who wrote it, they didn't know how it operates in the north. The thing cannot function. It was an illiterate who wrote it. The person has gone to school, but the person thinks that what they are seeing in that little part of the south, that's all. Hey. Mercy. Are you here? So if you are a Christian, balance your life and some of it must be spent bearing fruit for the Lord. Yeah. Because that's what he is after. That's what he's after. By the time you leave a place, there must be people whose lives were changed because you came there. Some of you, you are on campus. When you finish second year, you are moving from there to bring your dead self onto this side of campus. The same way you have not attacked, you have not touched anything in the hall where you are. Nobody has become a believer. Nobody has heard anything of Jesus. Nobody's life has been challenged. And you, a Christian, you are there. Sometimes the whole room of you. Instead, you are sitting down there complaining that these people in this hall, every day, they are making noise with their music. Where is your music to make noise with? Where is yours? Where is your preaching to make noise with? Where is it? So, so, excuses, excuses. Are you in the church? You are annoyed already. Your annoyance, you should know by now that it doesn't do me anything. Doesn't do me anything at all. You are a Christian. When you arrive at the place, some people's lives must be changed because you came. That's all I'm trying to tell you. That's all. When you sit in that class, some people's lives must be changed because you came there. Instead of going to sit in the toilet and writing, Joe was here, Sam. Are you in the church or you are not in the church? Come on now. You know, <laughs> Lady Rev, climb up here and come and look at faces. <laughs> climb up here and come and look at faces. Some have squeezed their face like lemon that is going bad. Some are making your face like what you are saying. I don't even understand. You understand what I'm saying. You understand it. <laughs> you understand it clearly. You understand it. And I'm saying to you that it is because you are ashamed of your own Christianity. But I thank God for Paul who said we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. Are you there? How can you be ashamed of your salvation? How? And when people are ashamed of their salvation, then they start to tell you things like, when they send you on vacation, don't go. The person who's telling you that is because he can't go. He's ashamed of his own visit, his own Christianity. And he feels rebuked by us. Why do you think Bishop Black has so many enemies? Why do you think so? Because he's preaching so, 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 so. You have come to use your church to preach prosperity, to preach what? Money, money, money. He has come to preach souls. And as you are standing there in your money-fied uh, 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 whatever, without souls, when he comes preaching souls, he's a choking something. Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Oh, Lord, where did we sleep this morning? 
let me show you what God is thinking about. Because you think he's only thinking about you passing your exams. Excuse me, it's a side that's why it's a side effect. It's not the main show. Jesus didn't come to die for you to get a take us to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, give me verse 22. This is how God thinks. A little one shall become a thousand. That's how he's thinking. As you came with your little self, I look at some of you, you are so little that I wonder why the wind hasn't blown you away yet. But when God looks at you, what he sees is somebody whose effect is to multiply the thing by a thousand. That's what he sees. That's what he sees. And you are sitting down there, we are not even seeing two yet. Hey, are you there? There says, and a small one will become a strong nation. In case you don't know, this church is like a nation. Yeah, our father has born fruit. Fruit and fruit, and this fruit has born more fruit and fruit. Yeah. Because again, you don't go anywhere. You are only in the little corner that you are. If you came out small, you understand that we're like a nation. Why else do you think that when his son passed away? Why else do you think that head of states were there? Why do you think so? both past and present. Why do you think so? You, your who has died that they have come there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's because he's popular. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It is not true. It is because he has preached the gospel until he has become a statesman. He's known we don't know him for making the road from here to Abba, but we know him for winning souls. That's what we know. We know him for standing, winning souls everywhere, anywhere, anytime. That's one human being who has become thousands. He has become a nation. Hey, the church has become so quiet. I wonder if I should just pack and go home. Are you there? This is what God is thinking about. You see, and some of you, that's why he brought you to this church. Yes, because you are also a nation sitting there, but you don't know. The place you have been going, you don't know that that's it. The church you have been going to. So it is his mercy that has made you, him bring you here. Am I talking to some people in the church? Let's go to Genesis chapter 25. I was just coming to preach one point and close. But... Genesis chapter 25. I'm reading from verse 21. Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her and she said, If it be so, why, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger. Verse 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Listen. Here was this woman looking for a child. And she got twins. When the babies were born, you and I, we looked at them and we said, this is one and this is two. Two babies. But God, when he was, she was wondering, what is all this going on in my tummy? What did he tell her? He didn't say, there are two babies in your stomach. And therefore, he said, there are two nations in your womb. There are two nations. There are two nations in your womb. 
I'm just showing you how God sees things. When he sent you here, he sent you to Kenya because he was seeing a nation in you. That's why he brought you here. And I would, Jimmy Waho. Pastor, you see all these insulting that you are insulting us? I don't like it. Oh, yeah, Pamela Keshigan, you're Jimmy Ona. Kawa Jenshin. Oh, you're Shiodomo. So this one is just children's own. It's just school. Yeah. But he didn't send you here to come. You see, you have made a mistake. When I finish, I'm leaving with my certificate. You will get your certificate, but I can assure you, 10 years from now, you won't even know where your certificate is lying. Not because you've done anything with it. It's, it's, when you get it, you realize that, look, it is not what it is to life. It's just a tool on the way. It's just a means to an end. It's just to get something. The real reason why you are here is to make a difference. To bear fruit. That's the reason why you are here. Push your neighbor and say, do you understand? <laughs> ah, we have to understand it. Every single thing we do in this church, that is the reason. That's the reason. Why do we have dancers come in to dance and wiggle themselves? Why? Is it only because we want to dance? No. 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 If that's what you thought, you made a mistake. But some of you, is their dancing that brought you, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, they only become useful when we are going out to win souls. Because the people among whom we live, of whom we are part, we like music and dance. That's number two. Number three, in the Bible, when the prodigal son returned home, he returned to music and dancing. That's all. That's all. The day they stop bearing fruit, we'll just cancel. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Are you there? You are a chorister. You think that we have brought you here to be smiling? Yeah. No. No. You only exist because it helps us to be fruitful. Hallelujah. You cannot just come and sing and go and say that I'm only a singer. No. Where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? You are an instrumentalist, you are a drummer, you are dancing. You are drumming, it's a service to God, but where is your fruit? Prosper, when you finish dancing, where is your fruit? Who is here because of you? Who have you with the... That, that is what it comes to. That's it. Hey. My, 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 my. Let's go to John chapter 15. That's what we were studying. Are you beginning to understand something? At the back, are you understanding something? Or as usual, your mind is blank. Are you understanding something from the middle to the back? I think one of these days, I'm going to put my pulpit at the back. And I'm going to preach from there. Yeah. John chapter 15, we've been studying from verse 1 to verse 8, where Jesus gave us the laws of fruitfulness. And he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. By the way, when he says he's the true vine, it means there are some fake ones. But that's a message for another day. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. That's why this morning I'm talking the way that I'm talking, because some of you are about to be taken away, and you don't know. I loved the first, the, 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 the film starts play when the girl said, you think you are stopping. You don't know that you have been taken away. You think that you have made up your mind to stop. You think you left the group, or you don't know that you were taken away for fruitlessness. 
And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abide in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Hallelujah. Well, we have used most of the time to do other things today, unfortunately. So I'm only going to share one point with you. And I'm going to take that one point from John 15, chapter 4. Next week, I'll come back to chapter 2, verse 3. Sorry, John 15, 4, verse 4. Next week, I'll come back to verse 3. Abide in me and I in you. When you see a tree bearing fruit, what happens? It is abiding. It stays there. So a mango tree, we don't meet it complaining that it needs help to bear fruit. It just does. Why? Because where it has been planted is where it is. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You see. In order to bear fruit, a certain closeness is required. And that is why when you just a man and a woman shake hands, there's no child. There's no child. Sitting by a guy, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. But there's a requirement of a certain kind of closeness and intimacy. Then and only then do they bear fruit. So in the same way. As a believer, as a Christian who wants to bear fruit, you and I must stay in Christ. Abide in him. Are you getting it? Stay there. Now you may say, oh, but I'm born again. You can be born again, but you are not close. Take us to Mark chapter 12, verse 34. In fact, maybe a few verses before 34. Mm, Take us to... Take us to 31 and then take us to 30. Let me see. Oh, keep going. 29. <laughs> I want verse, I want verse 34, but I want to start from somewhere. One of the scribes, no, no, I think you were okay there. Let's go to 20s. Oh, Masa. You were in 20s? Yes, here. One of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered well, asked him. Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, For there is one God, and there is none other but he. 
and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of heaven, and no man after, the, after that does ask him any question. I want us to dwell on that answer Jesus gave. Thou art not far from the kingdom of heaven. Is it that where the man was standing, Jesus was saying that, oh, you are about 20 kilometers from heaven. No. Jesus was saying something to the man that with the kind of understanding that you have and with the kind of mind that you have, you are close to the kingdom. Meaning that there is such a thing as spiritual distance. It's not a, a, a measurable kilometer distance. So you can even be a believer, but there's a distance. You are not close. That's why Jesus had to explain it in John 15 verse 4 and say that unless you are abiding in me, staying in me, living in me, with me and I, are in, I am in you. That's the only way that you bear fruit. Because a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it is abiding in the vine. So my question to you this morning is are you abiding? What I see from where I am as a pastor of young people is that many young people or many of, I shouldn't even discuss young people, I'm talking about you here. Many of you are not abiding. You come and you go. So when we are doing something that grabs your fancy or you don't have any other thing to do, then you draw closer. Hello? When you have a need, you remember to pray. When you want something, you remember to open the Bible. But at other times, you are far. Some of you even have the, I won't use the word. You are not even planted in the church. You are hoping here a little. I don't know what you hope to get. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and receive nothing from the Lord. You are here for one week, over there for two weeks, over there for one. There, here. I was invited by my friends who I went. I don't know what you are about. I don't know what you are about. It is the abiding that makes the difference. You stay in the thing and you allow your, your roots to go deep. If you have ever tried to uproot a mango tree, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There was a house. We were doing some work in the house and we decided to change something. That house had had two mango trees planted in the yard years earlier. So when we went to do whatever we said we were going to do in the part of the house that used to be the garage, as they dug, there was the root of the mango tree. We said, ah, what is this? So we began to trace it. A mango tree standing outside. The roots of the mango tree had not only gone underground, they had gone under the house and had begun to tiller under there through about four rooms in the house. Yeah. Do you think it can easily be removed? Do you think it can easily die? It cannot because you can't even get to... It, it took a lot to get the whole thing out. It was abiding where it was. And she said, oh, yeah, 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 it's not coming out now. Some of you, just some small issue. Even spoken by a liar, you say you are going. Some small hunger, you say you are leaving the church. 
some small exam that didn't go the way it should and most likely because you didn't learn what you should have you say hey i'm going any wind that is passing can just blow you out of the church what even puzzles me is that sometimes i cannot even see the connection between what is happening and the church i can't see it when you didn't pass the subject how come you didn't quarrel with the lecturer why are you coming to quarrel with your shepherd I'm trying to understand it. I remember one time somebody, the person they went and said, Oh, because of what I do in the church. So I asked, Okay, so what do you do in the church? Oh, the church, it has a lot of meetings. Which ones? Most of you, you are here. The service starts at seven. You are not here at seven. Ten o'clock, ten fifteen. We are done. And you are gone till next week. So what are you talking about? Explain it for me to understand. Hey. Bless you. Shabaya. Mekabaya. Are you abiding? What does it mean to abide? Are you staying there? Some of you, small offense, no, you are going. I don't understand though. I don't understand. Once you are like people will offend you. That man is It's the part of life. Part of life. You are able to stay with that ugly boy who even slaps you from time to time. And you have a reason to stay there. By this church, you have a problem with. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. It means yes, yeah, cry. How many of you? Not you, but you have a friend. You can't understand why she's with the guy. You can't understand. You can't understand. You can't, it doesn't make any sense. You can't. I only ask the question for you to see that it's not only me who is thinking it. Yeah. The guy has been rude to you. The guy has insulted you. He has called you names. When he slept with you, he went to talk to his friends. They put the phone on speaker. He described everything. What I'm saying is what has happened practically. He described to them everything that happened between the two of you. He has finished you. He has done everything. This and that. And then he has come back. Stupid girl. You are there. You are collecting him. I said you are a stupid girl. That one cry you are abiding. I said, that one crowd, this baller boy that you should have struck off your list. This baller boy. Look, if you are a nice, self-respecting brother, tell the person by you that that guy is a baller boy. Not my type. That's a baller boy. Here you are. You cannot even recognize a baller boy. Even with the baller boy, you are abiding. You are there. Young man, you have pitched your tent by this gold digger of a girl who only knows you and only likes you when you have money in your pocket. The last time you were broke, she didn't call you. She didn't answer your text. She didn't mind you. Then you got some money again and suddenly she was there to spend it with you. And you are with this Delilah of a girl. You are with this witch and you are abiding with the witch. But when Jesus has placed you in a place and says, stay with me. Today you come to church. Tomorrow we see you at Kirabi. They have changed the name of Kirabi. What's the name now? Kivis. 
cannot abide. Every small thing now you bore with God. And pray again. Don't pray again. Don't pray again and see what will happen. Don't pray again. Just don't pray again and see. Ah, I won't dance again. Take your legs. Don't dance. Ah, take your legs. Go. Others will dance. Take your legs. What you don't know is that you have an enemy who has targeted you and his plan is to remove you from that front line where you are. You'll be there. Hmm. But you know, if you abide with him, if you stay with him, please, back to John 15. If you abide with him, are you here? He says, abide in me and I in you. A branch cannot bear fruit of its own except it abide. Unless you stay. And as you stay in Christ, you suddenly realize, almost without effort, that you are affecting other people. That you are drawing other people to Christ. Let me end by saying that a church is also a kind of vine. I told you there's more than one vine. Stay in it. Stay in it. I have been in this church since 1995. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here since 1995. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you watch the old videos of the church, we are there. You watch the old camps, we are there. We are still there. In the good times and the bad times, we are there. That's why we are born fruit. That's why even our children have become proper. It's not because we, the parents, were anything. No. We just abode there. We stayed there. So they also stayed there. You are jumping around and about like a jumping jackass. What's going to happen to you? You are there. So you bear the fruit. And he says that you can only bear it when you abide. By being a church that is firmly linked to the main church, we are bearing, bearing fruit. When you came here, did we not tell you that this is Bishop Dark's church? Yeah. We are part of the same vine, the same branch. You have cut yourself off. You say that you are going to start what? Where? You have started a fellowship in your room. I have not mentioned your name. Yeah. Meanwhile, when there's prayer meeting here, you don't come. Mm-hmm. Mm. Recently, we did 36 hours prayer. Where were you? Ask your neighbor, where were you? Where were you? Mandala Masoketayaba. If you are there saying this church, they don't pray. No, you are not connected. If you were connected, you will know that we pray. Every single night in this church, there is Osab's prayer, 12 to 3. At least 20 people are praying. 12 to a.m. 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Every night. Every Saturday night. And now they are even trying Friday. There's another night here. You are not inside. You don't know. You are busy standing there saying that they say they don't pray. So you come. Let's do something. Holy Ghost slap them for me. Slap them for me. Abide in the thing. Hallelujah. And as you abide, you suddenly discover that you have become fruitful. There are many, many people here. When they came, they didn't have anything much. Today you see their fruits. Just by abiding. I said just by abiding. 
just by being part of, just by taking their place. Some of you tomorrow, take your place. Arrive at the retreat. It's time to stop fooling. The sleeping is enough. The masturbating is enough. The pornography is enough. The betting is enough. The fornicating is enough. The spending useless time doing nothing is enough. Rather than spend your time like that tomorrow, be here and let us see what God will do with us. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just bow down your head this morning. Some of us, we need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me for being fruitless. Forgive me, I've been in this school three years. I cannot say that I've affected one life for you. It's confession time. Talk to the Lord. This is my final year, Lord. I'm in the fourth year. I have accumulated points and grades, but as far as fruit is concerned, I'm far from the kingdom. But Lord, I want to come back home. Talk to the Lord. I want to come back home. I want to affect people. I want to be a thousand. I want to be a nation. I want to make a difference. I want it to be that when I travel and I go for further studies, Christians are born out there because I came may not be that I only came to get a certificate as dead as an unbeliever. Unbelievers come to the school and leave only with certificates. How can you, a Christian, come and only live with a certificate? Talk to the Lord this morning about the fruit. That roommate who should have come to Christ because of you. That friend, that neighbor, that person you should have brought to church with you, but you didn't. That person who has been affected negatively by your double life. Coming to church and then exiting to live like an, like an unbeliever. Oh, right now you want to say, Lord, forgive me. If you know that that is the description of you, place your hand on your heart right now and just begin to pray this prayer after me. Place your hand on your heart. You can see that you have not borne fruits. You have not borne fruits. But you want it to change. Place your hand on your heart and let us pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my fruitlessness. Forgive me that others have not known you because of me. Please forgive my sin. Wash it away. And Lord Jesus, from today, I've come to abide in you. I've come to stay. Lord, I didn't know what I was doing. But today, I've decided that I'm staying in you. Thank you for also staying in me. And thank you for the fruit I'm going to bear ahead. Thank you for having mercy on me. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here this morning. Yours is not about bearing fruit. Yours is about even linking up with Jesus in the first place. That you need to give your life to Christ. You are here because you've always gone to church or because somebody brought you, whatever it is. But you are not sure that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. And you are saying that, Lord Jesus, today I want to give my life to you. I want my name to be written in your book so that I am a member of heaven. I want to turn my back on hell. If that is your prayer, you also lift up your hand where you are standing. Lift it up and we are going to pray together. Lift it up, lift it up, and we're going to pray together. 
lift it up. There's no point being ashamed of what you need. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. If you lifted your hand, please, just come to me in front. We are going to obey scripture. You are going to pray. Just step out. Step out and come. Just come. Step out of where you are sitting and come. Just come. We're going to pray together. Oh, yes. We have all done it before. You want to say, Lord, I'm giving you my life. Just you are somewhere else in the room. You are saying it's far. It is not far. Step out and come. Come and join us here in front. It's about your salvation. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another night. You don't know when your time is up. God forbid that it should be now. But if even it is, be sure of where you are going. Step out and come. Come and join us here. We're going to pray a prayer. And from now you want to abide in him. Let him have it. And standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me and make it your prayer. Those of you in the congregation, pray and join us. Just help us to pray this prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, from today, from today you, are my savior, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. Are my Lord. Let me be fruitful. Let me, be fruitful. Let me remain in you. Me May, lives May lives be changed because today, because today you are coming to my life. To my life. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Now Amen. lift up your left finger, all of us. Lift up your left hand. Just point a finger like that. And say, Satan, this is not a prayer, it's a, it's a declaration. Satan, Satan I, will not you again. I will not serve you again. From today, From today me, and you, me and you, it is finished. It is, finished. It is, over. It is over. I have no agreement with you. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.